Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navradagis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. Earlier this year, it was announced that Greece has continued a trend which began a few years ago at the start of the economic crisis by sliding even further down the International Freedom of the Press rankings compiled by two different international watchdog organizations, Freedom House and Reporters Without Borders, with Greece falling to 92nd place in the world in the Freedom House ranking and to 99th place in the Reporters Without Borders ranking. And while this precipitous decline does represent the alarming increase in arrests and violence toward journalists in recent years, this does not represent the whole story. For those who think that corruption, censorship, and lawlessness only appeared in a Greek media landscape in recent years, the historical record proves otherwise. Newspapers in Greece were long the realm of major business, shipping, and banking interests who operated these newspapers not because they were profitable, because they weren't, but as a means of pressuring the government of the day and as a means of controlling and manipulating public opinion. This situation did not change with the launch of private broadcasting in the late 1980s. The first non-state-owned radio stations belonged to municipalities where mayors from the opposition at the time Nea Democratia political party were elected. These stations were opened for political reasons to provide an opposing voice to the governing Pasok government at the time. Soon thereafter, the first privately-owned radio and television stations began to broadcast, in most cases illegally, owned by the same major financial and shipping interests as the country's newspapers. Antenna TV, for instance, one of the country's largest private television stations to this day, began broadcasting in late 1989 without any license whatsoever. Indeed, throughout the 1990s, most radio and television stations which went on the air did so without a license, simply because licenses were never issued. In 2001, however, riot police stormed and forced off the air 66 radio stations in the Athens area, falsely claiming that the operation of these stations would endanger flight safety at the new Athens International Airport. While the stations which were licensed in the first and only licensing bid which was ever completed for radio stations in Greece belonged, by and large, to major business and financial interests, municipalities, and the church. Indeed, one church-owned radio station was allowed to remain on the air even though it itself did not receive a license. In 2002, a law meant to ban illegal video gambling machines was written and enforced in such a broad manner that arcades and internet cafes were often forced to shut down. In 2006, as blogs began to become a significant and popular source of news and information for many Greek citizens, a blogger was arrested and charged with libel simply because his blog contained links to another website where the allegedly libelous content was actually located. In 2010, another blogger and journalist, Stamatis Gioias, was murdered execution-style outside his home in Athens, purportedly by a terrorist group which, senseless murder has not been heard from again. No arrests have ever been made in connection with the murder of Gioias, who operated Greece's most popular news blog at the time, Toroktiko. In recent years, we've seen the arrest of journalist Kostas Vaksevanis on charges stemming from his publication of the Lagarde list of over 2,000 alleged tax evaders from Greece with Swiss bank accounts. And after Vaksevanis was initially acquitted, prosecutors retried Vaksevanis on the same exact charges, though ultimately he was again acquitted. We've seen the arrest 
arrest and issuance of a suspended jail sentence to blogger Yeron Pastitsios simply for operating a satirical Facebook account targeting deceased Greek monk and cult icon Elder Paisios. We've seen numerous incidents of violence directed toward journalists. In one incident in 2011, for example, a journalist covering a protest in Athens lost his hearing after riot police threw a stun grenade directly at him. Journalists were fired from their posts at national public broadcaster ERT and at the Athens News Agency after daring to question government policies. Journalists at the Athens News Agency were, earlier this year, forced by the government to alter the press release issued by the German embassy in Greece on the occasion of Angela Merkel's official visit to Greece to remove any reference of austerity. This is a landscape where broadcasting and media are dominated by a handful of very powerful shipping and business magnates. For instance, private television network Mega Channel, the Dambrakis publishing group of newspapers, and private television network Star Channel are each shareholders in each other's parent corporations, while the six largest private television stations have jointly formed a conglomerate known as Dija, which was granted a nationwide digital television broadcast monopoly at a price totaling about 2% of the actual estimated value of this nationwide network. These are the same major television and media outlets which each owe over 100 million euros in unpaid taxes to the Greek state, but which lecture Greek citizens every day in their newscasts and in their newspapers about how they should tolerate and accept an insane, regressive tax system which is bankrupting millions of households nationwide. But wait, there's more. The terms of the members of the National Radio Television Council, the administrative body which regulates broadcasting in Greece, expired two and a half years ago, yet these same individuals remain in their positions today, with the authority to shut down radio and television stations and to issue fines, despite the fact that their own positions are now illegal and have been confirmed as such by two separate rulings by Greece's Council of State, the country's highest administrative court. This is the same Radio Television Council which fined a television station in Greece for broadcasting SpongeBob SquarePants, apparently because they believed that SpongeBob was gay. And of course, we have the forced illegal shutdown of national public broadcaster ERT in June 2013, a shutdown which was passed by legislative decree and which was never ratified by the Greek parliament and which, therefore, is legally invalid. ERT's replacement, Nerit, has been rocked by one scandal after another by numerous allegations of patronage and economic mismanagement, while its leadership has changed at least three times in less than one year. This is just a taste of the media landscape in Greece today. Under the supposedly responsible and pro-European government of Nea Demokratia and Pasok, the two political parties which have alternated their rule of Greece for the past 40 years. These are the political parties which the European Union supports, and which the international press told us, when they were elected in 2012, were the best thing that could happen for Greece at this time. This is a situation which has been ongoing for decades, and which can only change with a boycott of these outlets, which have contributed to the political corruption in Greece, the destruction of the country's economy, and the dumbing down of Greece's population. Whether it is Mega Channel, Antenna TV, Ikathimerini, Inda.gr, or the many other outlets operated by this group of thieves and gangsters, the best thing anyone could do is to shut them off and to hit them in the only place where they have any feelings whatsoever, their wallet. As for the full background regarding the Sari state of affairs, our eight-article investigative series regarding the long history of corruption, lawlessness, and censorship in Greece's media landscape is available on our website, thealogosmedia.org.